Welcome to the Tim Ramen Podcast. That's weird. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Well, that level's fine. All right, well, here we are. <laughs> Episode seven, I think. Um, I am joined today by none other than Babe. Say what's up, Babe. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, goodness. This Hello. Was, this is bound to happen. Well, we knew this was going to happen. I'm very nervous and afraid. Uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, as usual, adjusting the mic stands, making lots of noise in doing so. Um, so I can, I'm turning my mic stand so I can see babe. <laughs> my God. Also, can I say like when people clear their throats on podcasts, like you do constantly, That's me, big like time. doing that, <clears throat> it or really like I bothers s- me. I sniffle right into the mic. Yeah, that is you should very... really not do that because it, it bothers some well, people, including Allergies myself. be like. Uh, by some people, you mean you, which is fine. I'm really having a hard time. Um, hey, what's up? Hey. Okay, I, I'm going to start by saying I need. I have a few things. I knew I was going to start this way, too. Um, I think you are so beautiful. And I think you've gotten more Mobetta looking with age. Wow. And I know... <clears throat> that you struggle uh, with feeling like uh, beauty is escaping you as you age, but I would, I need to go on record and say that is not true. Thank you. That I love you. Very, very sweet. And I love you more now than I did before when we got married. Uh, yeah. Thank you. You're also aging very well and getting better looking every year, which is very annoying. But you look like that. kind of like a silver fox, getting becoming a silvery fox. So that's yeah, great that's fox. Great. I'll take it. Lots of gray in the hair. Mother-in-law uh, came and visited a couple weeks ago, and that was the first thing she said when I when she walked in the door was how much more gray hair I have. Which is true. It's all in the front, and I'm starting to get it in the beard. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. In spots. Yeah. See it yeah, every day. That's savage. All right. Well, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, none other than marriage. We have not planned any of this, so I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how long we're going to take. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be beneficial or useful. I have an idea of maybe a couple questions I want to ask, but uh, I don't know. I don't know that that's the that's the thing. Maybe we just go. I do like questions, though. You prefer questions? Yes. Well, why don't you ask them, then? <laughs> See? I thought you were going to ask me See? questions, because I'm coming on your podcast. <laughs> it's kind of our podcast. I mean, you paid for this gear, too. Oh, boy. How long have we been married? We've been married for 17 years, going on 50. No, just kidding. But we have known each other for a long time, so does feel like a long time because we met when we were like 12 Mm -hmm. should we share like our how we met each other story as much as you want you're the one who's more afraid of oversharing you have already accused me of such (laughs) in six episodes so yes go go as far as you want to i you know how i'm willing to go extremely far nothing i'm gonna try i already mentioned it so i might as well share how this began it actually began in a mcdonald's Mm, the very first encounter that I had with you 
the very first time I saw you, you were actually playing Congo drums mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at church, mm -hmm. and another girl who had a crush on you mm -hmm. pointed you out to me on a Sunday and was mm -hmm. like, that's Tim right there. And you were wearing a suit, and you were just going hard on the Congo drums. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, all right. And mm. then, you know, didn't really think anything of it. You weren't my crush. You were her crush. And I was just like, okay. And then we got put in a youth worship band that played at other churches in town. And we would practice all the time. And after service one day, we went to McDonald's. And I thought I would initiate conversation with you. And the first thing I said to you was, hey, you have braces too. Or when do you no, get your braces off? When do you get your off? braces off? Yeah. I think it was like, so when do you get your braces off? So, uh, yeah, that was my <laughs> pickup line to initiate contact. <laughs> Which were we 13? We were 12 at the time. No, we were 12. Yeah. yeah. And fast forward 24 years later. Yeah. Yep. Double the age we were. Quick math. Yeah, we've been in each other's lives longer than we have not been in each other's lives. That's correct. Yeah, been in each other's lives. I mean, we're sort of getting to the point where we've been married longer than we... I think, yeah, we're, uh, we're getting close to the age where we've lived with each other longer than we've lived not with each other, meaning like with our parents. Mm -hmm. Like I've lived with you longer than... I mean, that doesn't even count the age of consciousness. Like, the first four years don't count when you're a kid, when you're a baby. I mean, t technically, mathematically speaking, yes, but mm -hmm. um, regardless. How have we made it this far? Oh, lots and lots of hard work and prayer, I think, and faith. Um, but honestly, therapy as mm -hmm. well. Major, major component in why we're still married hmm. what what was what did we learn at therapy um well backstory to that <laughs> I did feel like we should have gone to therapy way earlier than we had probably yeah and I would say I think I realized around year seven that we had some things that we just needed to improve and I think it more had to do with like communication because if you really know Tim and I, we're very different communicators. Like, I think I'm like an over communicator and I just say everything and I just I think tell how you, you how I feel. I think it's how you process. It's not so much how it is partially how you communicate, but it's how you f work through the things that are in your head. That's how you're wired is you have to like talk it yes. through. And so I definitely process out loud versus I feel like you usually process internally and yeah. think a lot before you decide to talk about something, mm -hmm. which is, again, very surprising why you started a podcast. Well. Because I am very surprised that you've started a podcast because you tend to be, to keep to yourself, I feel like, in general. Like, you're not quite such an open book in real life or, like, mm, so far, in my opinion. I feel like I am an open book. Anybody who's gotten close enough to me, not even close enough to me. I think if you're around me long enough, I'll tell you. Like, I've told people about my therapy journey and, you know, locking away the younger version of myself as part of that. Like, I, I'll tell people that. 
I um See and maybe I just wasn't aware that you shared that much. So that's like It just has to be thing. the right setting. I don't just be like shake your hand like, hey man, what's up? So here's what I learned in therapy about myself. <laughs> Uh, I think that's be the right setting. I think the pot, th- this thing is is also very different. It's I'm doing this mostly for me. I think I've mentioned that about a hundred thousand times. But also, there's nobody in here to actually have a conversation with. Like I, I am just sort of getting stuff out that has been in my head for much of it, years that I've never told anybody. Hmm. You know, not like I'm hiding things, but just thoughts. And um, it's it's actually a little easier to do that. I don't know. I might recommend it to other people. It's easier to. I don't know, work through things when there's not somebody to listen to, but you don't want to be that goober talking to the mirror. That's crazy. Yeah, you don't want to be talking. That's crazy to the wall. But I am That's talking to the wall. Issue. I am talking to the wall in here. <laughs> I'm talking to four walls. Um, but I know somebody else. At least one other person will probably hear it. I don't know who. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know at least one person will probably hear it. And I'm like doing it with a microphone, so maybe that's different. But yeah, and maybe anyway. Even if it's one other person that resonates with what you're saying, um, then you can find, you know, empathy for one another or understanding for one another. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. So kind of back to like, I think we were talking about leading up to therapy. So I think it was around year seven that I started realizing that we would have, could have really benefited from therapy at that time. And I kept asking you to go to therapy. At year seven? Yeah, that yeah, was I a remember year. that. Yes. And I kept mentioning it to you and just saying, I think we should go to therapy. I think there's things that we need to work on. But your response to me was always, we don't need to go to therapy. We're not like so-and-so. Yeah. And that response would make me so mad because I was like, why are you comparing us to another couple? Like, that's not the bar comparing yourself to another couple. Like we should just look at ourselves and identify like there's something missing in our relationship or it's just not right or it's not as best as it could be. Well, yes. And I agree. I I would say there, it would be hard to say that church things weren't a part of that too. Meaning I think at the time in Christianity, like Western, like church uh, culture stuff, there was still a bit of a stigma around any therapy. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, anything, especially the setting that we were in, especially the setting that we were in or that we had just come out of, or that we had spent most of our time in 2013. Let's see. Yeah. That's year seven for us. Mm-hmm. And that's another part of it. I, and nobody was really into therapy as a general practice in 2013. Mm-hmm. Now you can sort of be what would be perceived as somebody without severe issues or whatever who's on a bunch of medication and be in therapy and it's a normal, fine thing. It's kind of like working out anymore Yeah. for a lot of people. It's like you have a therapist, just like you have a gym. Um, 10 years ago, that was that was not the case. That, that's relatively new. Um, and yes, I would say... So is that why you didn't want to do it? I think in felt- general, yeah, perception. It was perception. Um, I also had some things that I needed to work through. I didn't lose weight until I didn't start losing weight till two years later. No, the next year, 2014. And I think all that kind of spurred together is when I lost all the weight. Hmm. Um, but I think I'm not saying it's right. I'm actually not defending myself. You're right. I should not have probably said, um, I should not have had the bar that high. Like unless one of us is cheating, we don't need therapy. I think that's BS actually you know especially looking back and i would recommend that for anybody like there, there's not some 
it's not like therapy or marriage therapy or communication therapy is saved for when it's all crumbling. It's like, that's ridiculous, actually, you know, to have thought that. But I did think that, like, we didn't really need therapy because we knew people that were, their marriages were falling apart because of serious, like, infidelity or Mm -hmm. multiple infidelities um, or addictions or whatever. And that was the bar for me. It was like, well, I'm not doing that to you, so I think we're fine. But mm, yeah, which I was more in the mindset of like, I just wanted us to be heading in the right direction. And so be, I think you already mentioned that I'm an Enneagram six. So I think Big I've six. been an Enneagram six before I knew what that meant. And I was already worried at that time. Walking through the six with your woes. Yeah. I was like super worried that like we were not heading in the right direction. And like, if this keeps going this way, you know, this is not going to work, work, Last. you know? So we ended up <laughs> powering through more years and I think it was, what year is it that we finally went to therapy? Was it 2018? Uh, uh, sooner, sooner so. than that. Or no. I think I, it was 2018. When we were seeing, what's his name? Downtown? Yeah, well, don't say the therapist's well, name. I don't logic low key don't remember it. Um, no, I think we actually no. tried therapy a year before that. I made you go, and we went to like that lady, and then she ended up not mentioning that she knew us from church. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's right. That's right. Somehow I finagled you to go to therapy the year, like in 2017 or so, and. I'm being open with her and like I'm you know she's like my heart well I love hearing you lead worship on Sundays yeah and it was like at the very end of our session yeah that she said that and I felt like so (laughs) awkward like yeah you should have told us in the beginning that you knew us yeah that was not good because that would affect whether or not I want you to be my therapist to be honest yeah um, so that Goofy. was awkward. And then I ended up sitting right next to her. I had Goofy. never seen her before. And I ended up sitting right next to her on Sunday. Goofy. That next Sunday. Big goofy. So that was very awkward feeling. And we never went back because yeah. of that. And then a whole year again <laughs> went by. And I think that was like a season where you and I really drifted apart. And we had a lot of space and distance between us. And to be really frank, I think we were kind of like... For a season, just living in the same home and operating as business partners mm-hmm. or roommates. And I was not happy with that. I just was like, this is not what a marriage should be. And I finally told you one day, I said, <laughs> I just was like, outright with you. It was like, if this is what you think our marriage is going to be, I don't want to be married anymore then because this is not going to cut it. For the next 30 years to be roommates, you know, with one another. And that that really, I think, kind of pushed you finally to, okay, like, we need to go to therapy. And so we did. And we did have the help of our pastor at the time. So I am forever grateful for that because I do feel like that was integral, um, you know, him organizing our therapist so that we saw right away. Well, it was pretty much like that next week. I think we saw a therapist and yeah, I think it was really fruitful because we were able to identify why we were having issues in the first place. Like, I think he really came down to like the root cause 
of the issue. And then once like we were able to both realize the root cause of it, then we were able to work on it like individually, like you had to work on things. I had to work on things. And that really was what helped us. Like, I think, I think if we had never gone to therapy and we kept going in that direction we were going in, I do believe we could have ended up separated. God forbid ever divorced. But I do kind of feel like if we had never put in the work in therapy, I can't, I could imagine a reality where we had, we could have gotten separated because I felt like it was that bad. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm so glad that we went through that season because now I can't imagine not being married to you. And I feel like it was all worth it to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of crazy if you've been married for a really long time. I'm sure you've gone through really tough seasons and it's kind of like you could either throw in the towel or you can keep going and you can and fight and work through it. And it's, I think if you've been able to look back and be like, man, I'm so glad that I didn't give up too soon. Like, that's truly how I feel. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like that's a real thing. Yeah. And well, yes, I, I think you, I think a different, a different woman would have probably left, hmm. but I think you were very committed to our relationship De in that season, definitively more committed to it than I was mm -hmm. for sure. You know, yeah. you fought multiple times to go and try to make it work and do therapy and um, figure it out. We were in the same house, but I was I had moved into a different bedroom, kind of like not officially, but I was just most times I would, most nights would be sleeping there, you know, because mm -hmm. um, we just weren't in sync at all over a lot of things. And I, and I think a, a different person would have probably said, you know what, that's it, you know. Nothing, nothing major happened. Like it wasn't a traumatic event, but um, I think you had the vision to be able to see that we we could come back from this, and that it wasn't going to just be thirty years of this. Like, oh, this is just how it is now mm -hmm. and forever. Um, I think you could see that that could change. Wow! So kudos to you for that. I don't think so at the time that I could really envision it because it did seem well, but super you, far but you off. Fought, but you fought for it. But I did. I did. Yeah, really. that's what I'm saying. I did like feel like some, I fought somehow, it. you there was something in you that had to believe that it was doable mm -hmm. because you wouldn't have fought for it otherwise. Yeah. Remember that fight we got into when I was in the sauna? <laughs> yeah. Not not sauna, the hot tub. That was a horrible fight. That was bad. I don't I still I remember that. I mean, I don't remember all our fights. That's probably like one of the we've worst had millions fights. Of fights in a hot tub of all places. No, we weren't both in. The, I was in the hot tub. No, I think I was in there too. No, but. no, you would come out of the house, and I was in the back in the hot tub just to be a, not near you. Mm, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You just don't um, receive hot tub fights. But then, post therapy season was when we actually decided to move. Yeah, it's all tied together, and I, um, 
there's so much. And I think that's probably the name of the game is with marriage stuff or personal things. No issue. Nothing is in a silo. Nothing is just on its own. Like that, that issue can be fixed or addressed without there being ramifications or other things needing to be addressed at the same time. And so I, and we've talked about this. I mean, we left Phoenix in 2019 and it's been a, a journey you know, landing in different places, went to Miami, then moved to Dallas, um, and didn't know anybody really in either place. Just picked up the whole thing, sold all the things, put Bianco in a kennel, and, um, you know, we flew to Miami, but we, we drove here. Who's, by here. the way, in the room with yeah, us. Whatever, shedding his white hair all over He's my Sleeping, red listening carpet. to our voices. Whatever. Hopefully he can learn something. Um, it was all, I feel like part of also what helped our marriage. And I'm not saying that this is the case for everyone, everyone, but going through that together also definitely strengthened our relationship. And we both, would you agree? Yeah. And like going into that move, I was not, that was not what I was expecting to be like the pro or the win of moving. Like that was not at all what I was thinking was going to come of our move. Mm. Because, like, you know, when you move, especially when you move across the country, you're, like, thinking about so many things. Like, it's so hard to move your whole home and organize everything. And where we're going to live, where the kids yeah, are going to go to school. Like Did that Filling twice. up for U-Haul and all that stuff. It's so stressful. Deciding which things are worth keeping. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I think it was, like, months into the move. Like, probably, like, I would say, like, maybe even six to nine months into the move. And that was also COVID time. So crazy, but I feel like our relationship really got stronger and we got closer and we like started really like going on dates more and we were connecting, like communicating more, talking again, like just really on a good page and good level. And I, I realized after we left that huge major change of leaving Phoenix and leaving a place that you and I both called home. For sure. And like still do. Definitely. Um, It was like we needed to just. It's like God knew. That we needed a major change to just shake us up and and be like. Yo, well, what happened was. We all need each other. Yes, we only (laughs) need each other. We we only had each other. Yeah. And turns out that's all we needed. Um. But we only had each other. I think that was the thing is in, in, in a place where you've been for a long time with lots of friends and you know the city and your parents are there and all that. You kind of you need the other person a little less. Mm. And when we moved somewhere we, where we didn't know anybody and there was no family in there, like we just had us. Yeah. And we if you think about it, like that really could go either way. Yeah, it, it could have been terrible. I, I don't recommend it necessarily as like. You're having marriage problems? Move. Yeah, because some people can kind of turn it around (laughs) and be like resentful, you know, towards their spouse. Like, you you made me move. You made me leave everything I knew. Which we still struggle with that. (laughs) Yes, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But ultimately, I think it was really in our favor and it really has worked out, at least marriage wise. And I do, I would honestly say, I think the last few years, I feel like our marriage has been become better than it's ever been. Like mm-hmm. yeah, for the sure. whole time we've ever been married. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. I th- we're in our absolute 
peak. And I hope it continues to go up or at least straight. If it stayed this way forever, that'd be awesome too. Like there's a lot of, I think, mutual trust and love and not perpetual agree and agree agreement. We don't agree on everything Mm-mm. for sure. Um, but I respect you a lot because I think of all the things we've been through and oh thanks yeah that's helpful it's helpful in, mm. in the relationship but that's that that's kind of the age-old um women need love men need respect but I don't tend to give love I tend to give respect that's my highest offering actually is not adoration it's respect interesting and I think your highest adoration is love and devotion probably yeah Yeah. i think we're kind of in some ways sort of i don't know i want to say quintessential men and women that's that's not true i I don't think i'm like manly in that way but um therapy for sure learning learning how to communicate um i think also in that in that season uh because we've had a couple really hard seasons it wasn't just one. We've had we've had multiple really hard like run like years essentially of the 17. 7 was bad, year 7 was bad, year 13 was bad too. Um and there's been other pockets in between, but um you have a good memory. Did you like write that down somewhere? No, I've actually like I've, 13 no, I've, was I've, bad. Yeah, it was tattooed. It's my tattoo you can't see cuz I don't have any. Uh, no, I've counseled, I've, I've, I've counseled some dudes, um, on that. And, uh, that's the only reason I know that. Cause I had to recount that a few times, like mm-hmm. which, which yours was about. Oh, it's kind of cyclical. Um, but isn't it crazy to think that like, even though there's those really bad years that like in the, like kind of like meta view, it's all worth it. Like, I still feel like with even those sucky experiences and years that we've gone through I still feel like our marriage being intact and being in relationship with one another is still worth it 100% Hmm. and that's just crazy to think about having gone through everything we went through like the super dark years yeah like the dark years the the times that were just horrible that you just feel like wait what is going on like even thinking back to those times and then like just seeing like where we are now, I still I still feel like it's it's still worth it. Mm. That's crazy. Like I think that's another example of just how unique marriage is. And I do try to like emphasize that to my friends who are single. Like it's kind of crazy. Like I have friends who are my age. You have some friends. Do you have friends that are single that are your age or older? I think mo- more men and women are our age and single now yeah. because of the internet. But yes. And I, I actually meet people who say, like, I don't want to get married or I don't have the desire to get married. And I almost feel like now I'm almost like an advocate, like trying to be an advocate for marriage. Like, Were you not? I mean... <laughs> There were some years that I'd be like, yeah, don't get yeah, married. Whatever you do. So. Stay single and have fun for the rest of your life. But ultimately now, like, I really do feel like marriage is such a gift. And there is so many, there's just so many things you can glean from the married relationship 
that you just, I don't think you can get single. So whether or not it's like God's plan for you to get married, I still think people should leave that door open. Like, I don't think people should just shut themselves off because I do think you have to be open to like getting married. Like, I think you're in a way, like ultimately God's in control, but in a way, like you're also like giving off vibes too. Like if you're like closed off, Mm -hmm. you're never gonna attract anyone to, you know, date and ultimately get married. So you kind of have like to have this openness, like open-hearted, maybe there is someone out there for me who's supposed to be like my life partner. And I think that's like the first step for single people is just to have like an open heart that it is possible. Cause I think a lot of people just see like I'd, broken marriages and they see the bad relationships mm-hmm. and they just get disheartened and discouraged and they just don't even want to try. Yeah. I, I think it, it was like a joke. Who was, it was like uh, professor Galloway or whatever. One of the guys I, I follow on social media. He's awesome. It was like, uh, <laughs> um, I was online and I found my soulmate. I finally found her. She's ex- the exact fit, similar upbringing, wants the same things I want, career oriented, fits my personality. Our, our, our two personality types are always, you know, getting married. And then she, I finally found the soulmate. But I'm just going to keep looking to see if I can find a hotter version. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that- <laughs> that's horrible. That, no, that's the, that's the uh, Tinder or not, whatever. Tinder, I guess, yeah. Tinder or Hinge or any of the the apps. The the thing (laughs) is like, I just don't. I don't know that we were meant to like have millions of other people be a viable option for us. That's just complete paralysis of options. What paralysis of analysis or whatever? You you have so many (laughs) options that you will never land on a decision because you can find your soulmate who's probably perfect, willing to sacrifice enough to be able to make a relationship work. But I think there might be a hotter version of that out there. And you just keep looking and you keep, you know, same for the women, like Mm. not hotter or in the women's got to be a richer version of it. Like mm-hmm. some guy who's probably totally willing to sacrifice everything and career and whatever uh, to make this work. Um, but there's somebody who's probably who will do the same, but it's probably got more money. You know, I, it's just you're you're stuck looking. And what happens? I, I that's my perception. I think of even your single friends that I know, my single friends, too, um, some that are either my age or close to it, like. That's that's their thing is they they just can't like settle. Yeah. You know? And again, I'm not saying that single life is um inferior to married life. I'm not saying that at all. I do think there's a place for both. I just I think I feel sad when I talk to single people who just completely write off marriage. Yeah. Like they're just like I don't believe in it. I don't see the value in it. I don't think yep. that it's important it doesn't make sense you know is that what you I'm hear like, more of then i want to get married i just haven't found the right person i think i hear i think i hear a good amount of both and maybe more of the prior like i do think people i just think like in our world today you just don't see a lot of good examples of okay hold on liam's trying to call me i'm sorry oh answer that i get i guess some stranger 
Yeah. Sorry, my phone died. But can you pick me up now? Uh, I'll pick you up in a little bit. Yeah, just hang tight. Okay. Okay. Thanks. You you want to go straight to the game? Well, I don't. I have to grab my stuff. Okay. Bye. Might be our cue to wrap this up, but um, sorry, I cut you off. Well, it was Liam. Go ahead, Liam, cut you off. That's okay. This is live, so yeah, <laughs> gotta answer our son's call. <laughs> Whatever. Classic phone died. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's all I'm saying is that I just would hope more single people would at least be open um, to, to the, the belief in marriage okay. and that it is. Yeah still an important thing to pursue because you you all with all the bs and all the crazy nonsense and all that you still believe in it absolutely yes because there's not a person that you're more seen by than your partner your life partner like i think it's one thing to date a person you know you can date someone for even you know a couple years or five years but they're only going to see you for those five years you know like Mm. versus being with someone for the long haul I mean, you're really like a mirror, you know, like you've seen like the good, the best parts of me and you've seen the very worst parts of me, yet you've still chosen to love me every day. That's huge. You know, where else in the world do you get a relationship like that? So I think I think the biggest misnomer also with young young people who are trying to get married or trying to figure out relationships or figure out marriage who maybe are married or whatever is that love thing. Um, I, they're looking for the person that they're going to wake up and have love feelings toward every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean the joke about the, the hotter soulmate, it's kind of a version of that, which is I haven't found a person yet that I love everything about them naturally meaning I just am enamored by all their things. And every day I want to wake up next to them and see them and do life with them because I have so much innate love for them. And that is just so wrong. Love is a choice. Yeah. It's just like faith is a choice. It's true. I wake up and I, I choose to love you. Mm-hmm. Like that term love is more of a verb than it is, than it is a adjective or whatever, a descriptor of to say, I love you is more of a description of my actions than a descriptions of my feelings. Oh, 100%. Yeah. For sure. When I say I love my wife or when I look at you and I say, I love you, that is describing how I'm acting. Mm-hmm. That is not describing how I feel. Yep. You're right. And it is a good it's good to relate it to faith because that's so true. I mean, yeah. how many of us have to like we all wake up and pretend God faith. exists? Yes. 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 We act. We, we all wake up and act like God is, exists, and that is probably the highest form of faith. Probably. Hmm. I don't know, but I am absolutely acting as if God exists, like in all the ways that I'm. But I believe in and study and learn and know in the Bible and how to act. Like I'm absolutely acting as if God exists, which I think is probably the highest form of faith. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, this has been good. That's it? You're cutting me off? <laughs> well, we have a son at the park that needs to get picked up. and He's fine. Um, Should we do a part two? I feel like we didn't really cover it all. Sure. I mean, I'm around. Just let me know. Where do you live? 
Should we end it on a lighter note? Sure. It's not. It wasn't heavy. It was fine. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I guess I think things are heavy, and okay. you don't think they are. I don't, I don't, don't know. Are. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so you know, is love blind though? Wow. Hashtag L I P. No, 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 no. I'm not touching that thing. If y'all know, I do love me some Love Is Blind. <laughs> I love to binge watch Dude. that show. I've asked him before. Would you ever go on Love Is Blind? Like, could you ever see yourself not doing that? Not a chance. Why? No way. I, I would totally do it. You're weird. I would totally date someone sight unseen like that. <sighs> Whatever. The, guy, like the guys they pick like for this. that show. It'd be like talking on a podcast with a wall in between you. The guys that are on that show, I, I'm sure it's just the producers curating these dummies. But... Dude, that show bothers me on a deep level. But maybe we should talk about that in part two. I'm not talking about Love Is Blind, <laughs> but I love you. Bye. Bye.